who knows that everything is changing? Okay? The world we're living in right now is a, is a changing world, and it's changing so rapidly just from one day to the next. I can't, I can't keep up with uh, what to expect. I mean, just these mask rules alone. You know, last week they were supposed to come to an end, and now they've been extended, and I don't know how much longer they're going to go on for potentially. But there's so much in the world around us that, it, that is changing. Uh, technology, government policy, the things that nations do, uh, things that are happening at work. There's so much that, that happens that it's just it's this change. And not only is the world around us changing, but every one of us is changing. We're changing at the same time. We're impacted by that change. And we, we're in this continual process of, of growing and, and learning and trying to keep up. And, I mean, physically we're changing too. You know, our bodies are changing. We, we, we're shape-shifting. Have anybody, has anybody experienced any shape-shifting in the last two weeks? <laughs> I'm like, oh, man, these things are getting tighter and tighter around my waist. I'm going to have to do some shape-shifting the other way. Um, but this, this process of change is something that is with us. And, I mean, I think we're used to that. We've heard it before. We know it. Every, 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 every moment is a, is a new moment. Every, every new day, every, every new year has a newness to it. And, and, and we can tell because... There's something new, right? Something new's come our way. Uh, and in, in this process of new stuff coming our way, something old has to be let go. There's, there's something new that comes our way. So, so no, no day is the same. No year is the same. If two moments were exactly the same, they'd be the same moment, wouldn't they? Yeah? So let's just get philosophical for a moment. I mean... Time itself is about newness. So if it's about newness, that means we're always moving towards something new. And we have to accept. We have to adapt. We have to grow. We have to learn. Sometimes we have to suffer with the newness that comes. Sometimes we have to endure you know, whatever has arrived on our doorstep. Um, and, and a large part of something new in our lives requires renewal, right? We, we need to renew our thinking. We, we need to renew our approach to deal with that which is new. So there's a pattern in our lives that carries over from the past. There's, there's, this, um, there's some similarity that moves along with us. We carry it over when the new comes into our life. But because it's a new context or there's this new thing, the, the similarity or the things that we're used to have to be renewed so that we can deal with the new thing. Are you all with me? There's something that we've got to let go of, right, as well, because we've got to make space for the new. And so if there's something new, there's something that we're adding on to our lives as well. We're adding it on. Otherwise, there's nothing new. Are you all with me? confused anyone yet? Yes, but don't worry, I didn't really think this through. I was thinking about my son, my eldest son, Adam. He's, um, he's, uh, he, to me, he's a great example of this. He's just finished high school, and uh, he's going to continue with his education this year, but he's moving from one context to a new context. So he's had this pattern of education in his life, but the, the, so there's some similarity that he's moving into, but it's a new context. And so there's this newness that's coming into his life. There's a, a process of renewal as well as he gets to grips with the newness. Um, so he's going to be holding on 
to some stuff, but he's also going to be undergoing a process of renewal. And he's also going to let some stuff go as he moves on with the new stuff in his life. And it's an exciting stage of life for him. I mean, it's, an, it's a real adventure for him. And I'm praying that he has an increased sensitivity to the Holy Spirit as he enters into this new stage of life. I really want him to be a person who hears the voice of God and senses the presence of God. Um, but I know in this age, very often, you know, it's, it's the, a time where there's so much and sometimes we lose grips. I know in my own life, I kind of lost it a little bit. And so I'm really praying for him. So will you pray with me? We can talk about him. He's not here today. We won't tell him. Okay. The thing is, though, that ultimately in this corrupted physical world in which we live, the process of renewing and letting go and adding on ultimately leads to death. There are gains in the short term, short term of life, but in, in the long run, Everything disintegrates. Sorry to tell you that on this first Sunday of 22. You're in the process of disintegration. It's what naturally happens to us. It's the way of creation right now. Ultimately, everything is fading. Everything is breaking down. Everything is going to disintegrate. And if you're here this morning and, and you believe, you know, that, that all there is is just the the physical universe, then you probably know that the future is, is quite bleak. There are lots of folk who like think, well, this, this life is all there is, so this is all I'm going to live for. Party on, baby! Let's get down and boogie. To, there's no, tomorrow may not come, you know? And, uh, and, and, and so they, they live, many people, just for the here and now because they, they, they can't bear to think about the fact that this life will come to an end and everything will fade and it'll, it'll disintegrate. Um, it also explains to me why sometimes so many people get really, really depressed because <laughs> they look at their life like, is this all there is? You know? The good news, though, is that there is a different way of looking at life. I mean, th that's not the whole story. This life is not the whole story. And the whole story is a good story. Barry touched on that this morning as he shared about communion. And this is what the Apostle Paul tells us in 2 Corinthians chapter 4. I want to just pick out a bit of verse 7 over here, and then we're going to jump to verses 16 and 17. So this is a really great passage of Scripture that you can go and read on your own. But what Paul says over here is, we have this treasure in clay jars. I think the uh, King James calls it earthen vessels. We've got a treasure in these earthen vessels, so in these clay jars. And Paul is referring here to our physical bodies. He's calling our physical bodies clay jars. And then he goes on in this passage of Scripture, if you read it, you'll see he talks about all of these hardships and these tribulations and these trials and these challenges that, he has, that he's been through as a missionary. And, and so he says, we have this treasure, but I've been through all of this stuff. And, and then he says this in verse 16, he says, but we don't lose heart. Even though our outer nature is wasting away, our inner nature is being renewed day by day. For the slight momentary affliction, he calls it, the slight momentary affliction is preparing us for an eternal weight of glory beyond all measure. So Paul's aware that his physical nature, this jar of clay body of his, is wasting away. It's wasting away. Because everything physical is wasting away. It's just going to be a matter of time. It's going to waste away. 
And we know because of the sinfulness of man and we know because of the powers of darkness uh, uh, within this world and the, and the darkness within this age, everything is corrupted. So it's wasting away. But Paul has discovered over here that there's more to life than just the wasting away of physical reality. He says he's got this treasure. He's got this treasure within this jar of clay body that is wasting away. Within this jar of clay, there is this treasure. And what's the treasure? Anybody want to hazard a guess? The treasure is Jesus. The treasure is Jesus Christ. The treasure is the eternal life that he has. It's this deposit of of hope by virtue of, of knowing Jesus. He has this treasure that is glorious, this treasure which is his new identity in Jesus. This treasure on the inside that has is, that is, uh, enabled him to be set free from the things that drag him down in Jesus. This treasure of having his life incorporated into Jesus and knowing that he's seated in heavenly places, knowing that he's forgiven, knowing that he is holy, that he is blameless, that he has a new nature in Jesus. So he has this treasure in Jesus Christ. This is the treasure. And he says because of that treasure... He didn't have to worry about the wasting away of stuff, the wasting away of the physical world because of this treasure, this eternal treasure within. And so what he could do is he could look at his life, he could look at what he'd been through, he'd look at the afflictions, which by human standards, if you go and read that passage of Scripture, were really pretty bad, pretty nasty, really terrible in some situations. And if you read that passage, you know, you, you, you see that Paul looks at that and he says, it doesn't matter. I mean, people, a lot of people I know would get depressed by far less than what Paul went through. But he looks at all of it and he says, it's okay. It's okay because this is only for a moment. It's only for a moment. This is not a big deal because my eyes are set on something else because there's something in me. There's this treasure. Um, in fact, he says that the suffering and trials that he was going through Uh, Paul says, were helping him to prepare him. They were helping to equip him for this eternal weight of glory, which he says is beyond all measure, this glory which was beyond anything anyone could ever imagine. And so in light of that, and knowing that, he wasn't too worried about this wasting away that's going on. And I find this very, very interesting. I find the fact that Paul's saying, you know what, there's a lot of stuff going on in this world, and it's the way I look at it and the way I understand it that's going to count at the end of the day. I'm not going to worry about the stuff that drags me down. I'm not going to worry about those challenging times, those difficult times, the things that would want to just negate everything I put my hand to. I'm not going to worry about that because I've got a treasure on the inside of me and my approach right now is going to count as I look to glory. And that's what I'm looking to. He says, I'm going to develop, I'm I'm going to nurture this relationship with Jesus. I'm going to nurture this treasure on the inside. And I just want to remind you this morning, if you have ever come to a place of surrendering your life to Christ, if you're a follower of Jesus here this morning, if you count yourself as a follower of Jesus, then you have the exact same treasure on the inside of you that Paul's talking about over here. The same treasure is in you. The same eternal hope is in you. 
And what that means is if you're a kingdom person, right? And so when I, when I talk about a kingdom person, I'm saying somebody who has surrendered to the lordship of Jesus, somebody who's surrendered their life to the rulership, the authority of God in their life. That means you're in the kingdom. Jesus came and said, I've come to introduce the kingdom to you. And the kingdom is not a place. The kingdom is about the, the rulership of God in our lives. So if you're a kingdom person this morning, it means you are living in two realms at the same time. You're living in the wasting away realm, but you're also living in the treasure realm. You've got the treasure inside of the wasting away realm. And so when we consider the change that's happening in this world right now, the change in which we live, and when we think about God's plans for our lives at the start of another new year, I think it would, it would be probably good to look at some of those questions around, you know, how, how do we approach this? If, if I have to look at my life and I say, Andrew, you know, as, as I head into this year, you know, it's, I want the goodness of God in my life, but what, what is there that I need to retain in my life? What is there that I need to renew in my life? What is there in my life that I need to let go of that God's saying, it's time for you to get rid of this? And what is, what is there about my life that God's saying, hey, you need to add this into your life. You need to bring this into your life. I want this as a part of your life. And you know, when we ask ourselves these kinds of questions, we don't do it the way the world do it, does it. Because at this time of year, so many people make all of these New Year's resolutions and woohoo, I'm going to do this, I'm starting gym, I'm taking a diet, I'm, my food's going to be delivered and it's got the exact nutrients, ingredients in that I need. I, I'm, like Aaron, I'm only going to eat six eggs a day and you know, it's like, this is it, I'm going to, I'm going to do it. You know? and, 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 and so often, so people take out a gym, gym membership, use it for a month and then never use it again. You know? We have all of these good intentions. But when we look at this, we've got to remind ourselves that our goal is different because we are heading in a different direction to those whose trust is not in God. We're not heading in the direction of the wasting away world, which is true of the current physical nature of this age. We're heading in the direction of the eternal life world. When last did you remind yourself that you're heading in the direction of the eternal life world? And so at the start of this new year, at the start of 2022, we could ask ourselves, what is consistent with this treasure that we have in these clay jar bodies? What do we do to bring every aspect of our life, every, um, all of our thinking, all of our behavior, our attitudes, our feelings, what do we need to do to bring all of that in line with this treasure in order to manifest more of this treasure in our lives? So I want us to look at a couple of questions this morning, okay? These are the questions. I've got three questions this morning. The first question is, what, are the, what does the Lord want me to retain and renew in my life that is consistent with this treasure? The second is, what does the Lord want me to let go of in my life that is not consistent with this treasure? And the third question is, what does the Lord want me to add to my life that is, that, 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 um, is going to create more of this treasure, that is going to enrich this, this treasure or manifest more of it? Okay? Oh, you're good? I still can't tell if you're smiling or you're like, wave at me if you're good. I know it's a bit warm. I'm starting to get warm, but um, fan yourself. I don't know. Keep cool in some way. Here's the first question. What, what, what does God want me to retain and renew in my life? And, and, I'm, and, and it's just because, not just because our church's name is Renew, but I'm adding that word Renew specifically to the word Retain this morning because it's, it's not just about holding on to something. It's not just about retaining something. You are always changing. You're always changing. Your life is changing. 
The world around you is changing. And so you're going to be a little bit different in 2022 to what you were in 2021. Hopefully it's going to be for the better and not for the worse. But you are going to be different. And so if you had to look back on the things in your life that have been good, the things that have been life-giving, things that have happened to you that have really made a difference, where you've been able to see God's goodness in your life, it's good to hold on to those things. But not just to hold on to those things in your, into, in your life, but also to breathe new life into them. The Spirit-breathed life. Holy Spirit, come and restore this. Come and refresh this in my life. Because so often, our experience of God is in danger of becoming stale and stagnant because we become rigid, rigid about our experience. I've met many, many Christians, and they come and tell me, Oh, God is so good. Back in 1983, I saw God do this. Man, it's 2022. Move on in your experience of God. God's got something new for us every single day, every moment, God, as long as we're open to it. Every year, God has got something new. And so, yes, you might have had a great experience with God, but you know, as you move forward in God, you've got to be saying, Lord, come and refresh this. Come and breathe new life into it. I don't want to have a staid old relationship with God. I want my picture of God to be enhanced. I want to have a greater, deeper understanding of who He is. And so what you renew and, 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 and what you hold on to, uh, it, what you renew and hold on to is not going to be the same as what I'm going to renew and hold on to. It's going to be different for all of us because I don't know exactly what's going on in your life. I don't know what's going on in your world, but God does. And God has made you unique. There's no other you on the planet. Nobody has the same retina or fingerprint, retina pattern or, or fingerprint that you have. You're a unique individual and God loves you uniquely. And so what God's going to do when he looks at your life is he's going to say, there are things about you that I love and care for. And there's things about you that I, wanna, I want you to hold on to and things that I want you to breathe new life into. And so what we've got to do, if we think about this new question, is we've actually got to go to the Lord. You've actually got to do this. I can't do it for you. You've got to go to God and you've got to say, Holy Spirit, would you come and help me? Would you come and show me? Would you help me discern what is working in my life and what isn't working in my life? Would you come and show me those areas that, that need to be renewed, those areas, those things that I need to hold on to and, and, and how I need to look at it differently or what I need to do? And so maybe looking back over the last 12 months, you might want to ask yourself, where did, where's God showed up in your life? And, and if God hasn't showed up in your life in the last 12 months, ask yourself why. What's God revealed to you? Has God led you in some new way? Has God released you and given you a new freedom in your life? What's the Holy Spirit convicted you of in your life? Where suddenly this thing keeps coming back to mind. You think, well, I've never thought about that before. Lord, what are you saying to me? This has never come up before. What's the Holy Spirit convicted you of? Or what's the Holy Spirit nudged you towards? What's the Holy Spirit said to you? Hey, come on, take a step, take a step of faith. Try this, do that. What's been happening in your world in the last 12 months? And I really want to encourage you here this morning. I want to encourage you because I want God's best for you. I want to see every one of us grow strong and mature and, and have a love and a passion for the things of God. And I'm going to do all I can. And so I want to encourage you. You know, there's something essential to a kingdom life that we've got to be doing. If we're not doing it, we're not going to be able to really see the the wood for the trees, or what's it, the trees for the wood, or whatever, the forest for the trees, or what, we're not going to see nothing. 
We've got to be doing this if we're going to retain and renew stuff in our life. Anybody want to hazard a guess on what you need to be doing? Reading your Bible? Praying? And what is all that stuff? Say it again, Craig. Spending time with God. Spending time with God. Spending intimate time with Jesus. Enjoying Jesus as much as he enjoys you. I want to tell you that he should be the center of everything because he is the life giver. So it's spending time with Jesus. That is the fuel that the kingdom of God runs on. We cannot rely on our experiences with God from the past because God, with God, everything is new. His mercies are new every morning. God is always in the new. It's not saying that you don't hold on to that experience, but maybe God's saying, I want you to refresh this. I want you to see things differently because I'm moving you on. So we can't rely on an old experience. It's got to constantly be renewed. And if that's going to be happening in your life, you have to spend unhurried time with God. Everything flows out of that. How many Christians I've met who... Still holding the baggage, still hauling the baggage along, still dealing with those things, you know, and never letting it go. Never saying, God, come and do something new. Release, refresh. Life flows out of spending time with Jesus. And that means reading your Bible. It means spending time in prayer. It means spending time in worship. It means spending time with other Christians. Far too often, the main people we spend time with are those who are not Christians. And they have a big influence on our lives. So we've got to be sure that we're spending time with Christians so that there's some good godly influence happening in our lives. Because it's in that time with Jesus that we begin to experience our true worth. We begin to experience our significance in the eyes of God. We let that truth sink in and become real to us. And and, and this is the treasure that Paul is talking about. And when we practice it, and when I say practice it, I mean when we actually do it. When we do it. The Holy Spirit is going to give you something new. The Holy Spirit is going to deposit something new in you. And you're going to get to expect or experience the depths of God's love and His grace and His mercy for you in a unique way. And the Holy Spirit is going to lead you and guide you and direct you in a very different way to what's happened in the past. But we've got to actively engage with God. And when we do that, and whether it's through Scripture, prayer, or worship, I tell you what happens is we very quickly become aware of his presence. And if, I think if there's one thing God wants us to be aware of, it's, it's his presence. The more conscious of God we are, the more we're going to be aware of his presence. It means we've got to actually walk around each day and remind ourselves that God is there. Yeah. If you don't do this, you might want to try this. Try being aware of God all the time. Why not try it tomorrow? Wake up in the morning and say to yourself, I'm going to just be, remind myself God is with me all day today. Yeah? Just try it, that God's with you. That God knows what you're thinking. That God sees what you're doing. Try it. Because the more you make yourself conscious of God, the more aware you're going to become of His presence. You, being a follower of Jesus, that starts with a decision. But it's got to be followed by a moment-by-moment surrender of your life to Him. And if we're not aware of His presence, you know what happens? We can actually land up excluding God from our lives 
And it's not that we deliberately do it. It's just that we simply forget. We forget that He is King. We forget that He's the ruler of our life, that He's our Lord. And very often what happens is we set ourselves up as Lord. I'll make the decision. And we don't go, oh, God, let me just check with God on that. Don't get weird. You know, speaking to somebody in a conversation, let me just check with God on that. That's weird. But it's in that moment of quiet where you go away and say, oh, I just want to, Lord, I want to ask you. I had this conversation with this person. This has been going on. Yeah? Being aware of his presence, practicing his presence. Yeah, I don't want to forget about God. I want to live aware of his presence. I want to live my life knowing that he sees everything that I do, that he knows everything that I think. And I think, I think you know, we can miss out on the creativity of the Spirit when, when, we, when we box God in or when we stereotype God to some kind of understanding that we have got wired in our brains. Um, we miss out on the creativity of the Holy Spirit when we don't allow the Holy Spirit to thrive in our lives. Our walk with God is not supposed to be some stagnant religious idea. Please. Please. It's supposed to be an adventure. Do you think God's boring? Do you think God wants you to get all religious? Well, I better go to church and sing a song. Oh, I've done my God time. Thank the Lord I can go out. No, God wants to go with you in the going out. You go into the beach, guys, like Jesus, like, hey, can I come too? Whew. I don't know about you. I think we've got to be open to the Holy Spirit revealing new dimensions of, God love, of God's love for us, of who God is. There's so much, so much that God wants to show you, and He wants to show you, and He wants to show you. There's so much that God wants to do in your life. And Aaron, he was the one who sent me a message this week, just the other day, sent me a message, a long message. And you know, when somebody sends you a long message, you think, oh my goodness, now I've got to send a long message back. He sends me a long message about what God's speaking to him about. And he tells me about the fact that he doesn't know if this is for the church or if this is for his own life. But he says to me that he's, he, he, there's something that, that we've got to grasp about God's newness. He's talk, he was talking about a curiosity for God, not losing our curiosity for God, for the things of God. And, and if, if God's got something new that he's going to do in your life, Colleen, or your life, Marilette, hey, Johan, I see you behind that mask. If there's something new that God wants to do in your life, the only way you're going to see that newness is by being open to it. The only way you're going to experience it is by having a curiosity, right, Aaron, for the things of God. If, you, if you're not curious about the things of God, what, it becomes religious. It becomes boring. It becomes stagnant. Who wants to drink stale water? Does water get stale? I don't know. Depends where it comes from. But Jesus said, I am the bread of life. And you don't want to be eating stale bread. You want to be eating bread that gives life. And so you've got to maintain that curiosity. It means you've got to be open to the Holy Spirit. You've got to be open to what God wants to show you. But I tell you what, if you are open, if you are hungry, if you're curious about God, then God is going to show you as you head into 2022 what you need to be holding on to in your life and what you need to be renewing in your life. He's going to show you what you need to retain what you need to breathe new life into. Are you with me? So there's some things that we need to retain, and there's some things that we re need to renew. And a lot of it stems from our openness to the activity of God in our lives. And I'll tell you something, you have a big say in how much of God's activity takes place in your life. Let's go to the next question. The next question is, um, what does the Lord want you to let go of this year? Paul says this in Ephesians chapter 4. He says, you were taught to put away your former way of life. 
your old self, corrupt and deluded by its lusts, and to be renewed in the spirit of your minds. He says, you were taught. This is what we've been teaching you. There's some stuff in your life that's just got to be left behind. There's some stuff that's got to be put away. And you've got to open up your mind to a renewing of the Holy Spirit. He says, this is what's got to be happening in your life. And I tell you what, if you read the, the, Paul's epistles or the letters of Paul, you find that he says this kind of thing over and over and over again. There is a process of letting go that we have to be a part of. And, and, and what we want to let go is everything that is not consistent with the treasure that is inside. Anything that's not consistent with the treasure that we've got to let go. I don't know, what you might have to let go this year might be different to what you had to let go last year, if you did let go of anything last year. But if you're paying attention, you'll find that God is totally fine, you know, very often in your life with, with something. I love this, this is the way God works. You know, for years and years and years, you can just be keeping, ah, da, 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 and God's happy with me around this thing, and God never speaks to me. And suddenly, something starts happening in your brain, in your mind, in your spirit. You'll be going, why am I thinking about that? Why, 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 am, I, why am I troubled in my heart about this? And, and this is the way God works. This is the beauty of God. He knows how far to push us. Hey, Bert? He knows how far to push us. And so sometimes God will start doing something in your life, like teaching you how to love your husband. And then, <laughs> and then you learn how to love your husband a little bit, and God's like, okay, it's good for now. Shoo, we've got that far. You know, and then Debbie goes for a couple of years, love my husband this way, love my husband this way. And then God comes and says, okay, we've got, to, we've got to come back to that thing. We'll really teach you how to love your husband now. Like coffee in the morning, breakfast, you know, it's like, I don't get breakfast in bed. You see, that's how God works. This is the beauty of God. I don't like the crumbs. I don't like crumbs. <laughs> but this is the beauty, you know. God will come and he will, he will, he will begin a work in you. And then he knows how far to push you. And he's, he sometimes lets you then go on for a couple of years. Then he comes back to you and says, hey, let's come back to that thing. Let's begin to work in your life. The Holy Spirit just begins to convict you of that in your life. And you're going, oh, my goodness, really? Lord, really? Do you really? Do I have to change that? God, do I need to let that go in my life? Really, Lord, do you want me to stop doing this in my life? I mean, God, how come? You've never had a problem with this before. And now, and now you, you know, and, and, and again, this is, this is how great God is. God, God might just say, hey, well, you weren't, you weren't ready for it then. But you are now. That's the process of discipleship as you grow. As you grow, God's going to, he's not going to leave you alone. He's going to come back and say, hey, you've grown a little bit. So now we can come back and address the thing in your life because you're going to see it now. You're going to understand what I'm trying to do on the inside of you. And so again, we've got to be open to the Lord. We've got to be open to a new way, open to the Holy Spirit revealing new things about God to us, revealing things that we need to let go of to us. Maybe... Maybe you've had a habit in your life and it's time just to let that habit go. That habit isn't consistent with the kingdom of God. It's not consistent with the rulership of God in your life. And God's just saying, hey, it's time to let that go. Maybe it's gossip. You know, it's a tendency to get into conversations. It's just absolute nonsense. You shouldn't be doing that kind of thing. Or maybe it's words that you regularly use that are not, they're just not consistent with the kingdom. And God's saying, hey, I need, you, need to deal with it. Maybe it's little lies that you tell. You know, maybe, maybe you've never had any real conviction about those things before, but suddenly you've sensed the Holy Spirit saying, no, this is something that I need you to let go of. You've got to, got to move away from this. And so there are always going to be new things to let go, new things to add on, new things to renew. And we've got to be open to that. 
I don't know, you know, for some of you this morning, maybe it's a food thing. Maybe God's going, hey, there's some, st- for me, I've got a bit of conviction around that. I gotta let go of the sugar and stuff. I said that to my wife this morning, God's talking to me. So just, just watch me and help me, please. We're family. Maybe it's an alcohol thing. You know, maybe it's a fizzy drink thing. Maybe it's a movie thing. Maybe it's the kind of movies that you've been watching and God's going, it's not consistent with what you're filling your mind with. Maybe it's games, online gaming, whatever it is. And God's saying, what's happening over here is not consistent with the kingdom. I need you to let that go. And, and you've got to be open to saying, yes, Lord, I'm going to let it go. Maybe, maybe it's that unforgiveness that you've been holding on to. Maybe there's something that you've just kind of let fester there and you've not really paid any attention to it. You've never really noticed it, but now the Holy Spirit's bringing it up and the Holy Spirit's saying, it's time to let that go. It might even be something that's obviously not, not obviously sinful. You know, maybe, maybe it's time, it's, God's just saying, you know, it's not a sinful thing, but it's not good because the, your relationship to this thing is, is not good. It's, and it's become a problem. And maybe God's saying, this is the year that I want to work on that in your life. Maybe you place too much importance on your parents. Maybe you put too much value on what you own or the recognition that you get or the achievements that you have. And you've never really felt convicted about that before, never really noticed it before, but now the Holy Spirit is revealing it to you and it's time to let it go. So sometimes we have to let go of the good stuff. You know, sometimes it's just, it's a, it's a time and a season thing. And, the, and God's saying, the, the, the season is now. The season is now in your life. Time to let it go. It's over. And so we've got to be paying attention, right? Otherwise, we're going to be carrying baggage that limits our potential, that's going to limit our growth in Christ. And finally, the third question is, is what are you supposed to add? What do, you, what do you need to be adding to your life that is consistent with the treasure in your jar of clay? And this probably could be the most challenging, especially for anyone who's like 40 years and older. Because I reckon 40, you're probably cl- pretty close to passing the halfway mark of your life. I was saying to Colleen, like I told you earlier, he's closer to the end than I am. So you've passed the halfway mark of your life. And adding anything new, new to your life, th- this, is, this is a difficult one. Yeah, it is. You know why, Bert? Because the older we get, the more habitual we get, don't we? Yeah, yeah, we are. I've always done it this way. I've got to change it. We, it's exactly right. We don't like to change what we've always been doing. We like to keep doing what we've always been doing. And, and, and I suppose it's okay if you're just focused on this physical life, you know, because it's going to waste away eventually. But Paul says our inner person needs to be renewed all the time. And this process of renewal is ongoing because the treasure that is renewing us is eternal. And so we need to cultivate an attitude of hunger for more of the things of God. We've got to be asking the Holy Spirit for a hunger, uh, for, for, for more of God in our life. We've got to be asking the Holy Spirit for that curiosity, what it means to live a kingdom life. We've got to have a questioning for answers. We need to be open to the work of God in our lives through the Holy Spirit if we're going to grow and if we're going to mature. And God wants you to grow and mature. God wants to lead you on. So are you open to God adding some new stuff to your life? What is it that God wants to do in your life this year? And how open are you to it? I'm telling you, this is where it gets good. A lot of people shy away, though, because it seems a little weird at first. You really, God, you want me to do that? You want me to start doing that? You want me to engage in that? But I tell you, if, you, if, you're, if you're obedient to God, then it has the potential to create some amazing stuff in your life 
It, it has the potential to create beautiful effects in, in your life. If your picture of God has grown stale and, 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 and stagnant or uncompelling, then maybe it's time to say, hey, God, what do I need to be doing differently? Maybe it's the, in the area of prayer. Maybe you say to God, you know, I've never really prayed before, but I really want to get into a place of understanding who you are, experiencing you, sensing your presence. That'll help you refresh and renew your picture of God. And when it comes to prayer, there's so many different ways to pray. If you're open to it, the Spirit will show you a new way to pray. Or maybe the Holy Spirit will show you an old way to pray. Because through the centuries, the churches had many, many different ways of praying. Silence and solitude and and meditation and, and having a daily office. All those things. And so much of the modern church have forgotten about those things. And the sad thing is that we've thrown the baby out with the bathwater. Because we've let go of stuff and God's going, oh, now you're gonna, it's going to be so much harder for you to get to grips with who I really am. And so maybe that's what you've got to do. Say, God, I want to see a new you. I want to have a new experience in you. Maybe it's as simple as, I don't know, where you pray or, or what you do while you pray or, or how you worship. or <sighs> Maybe you don't pray. And maybe God's saying, hey, you've got to engage with me. I want you to engage with me. I want to engage with you. There are other ways to do this. Fasting, taking time off of social media maybe, fasting from food you know, for, for a day or two. And when we do that, it can really awaken us to the reality of God around us all the time. Maybe God's wanting some of you to sign up for some mission trip if they do those anymore. Are they allowed to do those anymore? I don't know. Maybe God wants you to go on some kind of retreat. I don't, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe God wants you to start serving in the church in some way. <laughs> maybe God's saying, hey, you. And there's a youth ministry that needs to get going in this church. And I've invested something in you. I want to use you in that area. Maybe, maybe God wants you to get, going, get a ladies ministry going here at Renew. Maybe you can play a guitar. Or you can play a keyboard. Or you're a drummer. Or a bass guitarist. And God's saying, I need you. I need you. Maybe you can work lights and smoke and stuff. No, we don't need Okay. <laughs> I don't know what God wants to do, but maybe God wants you to join a small group. Maybe God wants you to start a small group. Maybe God just wants you to lay down your life in some way for the people around you. I don't know. But I'm pretty sure that God wants to add something to your life this year. I'm sure about that. And so ask him what it is. It's not going to be boring. It might be challenging, but I tell you, it's going to not only grow the kingdom, it's going to grow you, no doubt. So be open to the new, be open to the adventurous, explore, try new things. Maybe God wants your marriage to get out of a rut. Maybe, maybe God wants you to start some kind of date night thing happening on a regular basis. Yeah, now I've put my foot in it. God's obviously speaking to you, baby. Now it's very difficult for me to say my next point. Because maybe God wants those married couples to spice up your intimacy. I don't know what God wants to do, but God's got something about you. And let me tell you something. It's not the spiritual la-la land all the time. 
God is interested in the physical. He is spiritual, but there's something spiritual. But we are spirit beings in a physical body. But it's not that God doesn't care about the physical body or the physical realm. Because even though this physical realm is wasting away, the scripture teaches us that he's going to redeem this. He's going to renew it. So he's very much interested in it. So yes, God is interested in your sex life. Preach it, amen. Let's switch channels. Maybe God wants to say it. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe it's your health. I don't know. Maybe you should join that gym or take up cycling or, you know, or do a reformer class or whatever it is. But let the Holy Spirit direct you. And it's always going to involve holding onto some stuff that God's saying, I want you to hold that on, onto that in your life. But it's not to hold it in such a way that it just becomes a habitual, stale habit thing. Maybe God's saying, I need you to do some renewing in that. I want you to breathe fresh life into it. And, and it, it's always going to involve letting go of some stuff because God's always going to be saying, I need this. I, this does not need to be part of your life. And with the new, God's just going to be saying, make room. I want to add something into your life. I tell you, if we, if we let uh, old patterns dictate future behavior, we're going to get rigid and our spiritual growth is going to suffer. And there's nothing more that God wants than for us to grow in him, to mature in him, to become more Christ-like. And if we're going to do that, we've got to stay curious. We've got to stay alive. We've got to be awake. We've got to grow. We've got to be asking those questions. God, how do I move my faith forward? How do I move my family forward? How do I move my life forward? How do I move my world forward towards your treasure? The treasure that you've deposited in me, Jesus, because you call me to become more like you. So what's got to happen in my world this coming year? Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Father, I just want to thank you for our time together this morning. I thank you, Lord, for every individual who's been here, everyone who's been engaged. And Lord, I, I thank you that every one of us is unique, and you've got a plan and a purpose for everyone in these months ahead. May we be open to the leading and the voice of your Spirit. Come and do a refreshing work in us, Lord. Show us those areas where we, where we need to hold on to things in our life, where we need to be open to uh, your spirit breathing new life into those things. Lord, show us those things that need to be let go of, that we've got to say, this is no longer going to be part of my life. It's not consistent with the kingdom. And God, open us up to that which is new, whatever it might be. Give us the boldness and the, and the, and the courage to step into that and say, I believe this is what God wants me to get involved in, or this is what God wants me to do in my life. Bless this church community, I pray, in this new year, Lord. Keep us in the palm of your hand. Lord, amongst us, or those who are struggling with health issues. We think of Joe Walsh this morning, Lord, who's in hospital and who had to go through an emergency operation this last week. We ask that you'd keep your hand upon him. We pray, God, that you'd bring healing to his physical body. Pray, Lord, for peace in his life and in his heart. We pray also, God, for those who are not with us today, those who are away. But as we come together, as we build something new in this community, Lord, let us live up to the name of this church, Renew. May we be the kind of people who renew our thinking, who renew our response to you and our response to the world. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.